And you're tuned to Tigerberg on 104FM. My name's Denise Williams. It's Bonanza Gesundheit time, and thank you for tuning in. We're going to be speaking to Alicia Bock, and she is speech therapist at the Western Cape Rehabilitation Center. Alicia, good morning and welcome. Thank you, Denise. Good morning to you, too. It's great. How did the day start for you? Fantastic. It's always good when you get to work and you are enthused with the prospect of helping people communicate better. Well, I love the colors you're wearing today, all bright, gym and lively, etc. So that's great. It's kind of good for all of us this morning. So Alicia, what do you like most about your job? I love the fact that you never know what kind of patient is going to walk into your office on a daily basis. You have something on paper, but when they sit in front of you, you see all the different aspects that mm. makes this person who they are. Despite the communication challenges, they still have a soul that speaks to you. And I think as a speech therapist, our aim is to try and bring that out, even in the face of not being able to use their voice as they did before their brain injury. Mm. Maybe we should also tell the listeners, what's the journey of a speech therapist? After you passed matric, what happened? Ideally, you should have a subject in life sciences or physical sciences. That's what they used to ask for when I decided to do speech therapy. You should be proficient in at least two languages of our 11 official languages. These days, I think English is a prerequisite as most of the universities are moving in that direction. Yeah, and it's it's the international language of communication exactly. and business as well. Yes, and considering the scope that the speech therapist has, those are the avenues that you could spread your wings into. You have to have a good personality to work with people. Most of the universities expect that you have some community involvement because it's a caring profession. And if we don't understand people, how can we help mm, them so get the better in the face of their dire circumstances? Yes, I think that's generally the gist of it. A life science or a physical science, languages, and then a sense of community in your approach to life as well. And Alicia, the last couple of weeks and continuing until December, we've been speaking to various of your colleagues, Mm. the multidisciplinary team of the Western Cape Rehabilitation Center. And today it's you, the speech therapist, Mm -hmm. as the role of the speech therapist in uh, the process of rehabilitation. So what is the scope of practice of a speech therapist specifically at the rehabilitation center? Now that we understand a little bit better what you do also within the rehabilitation of the patient. Primarily in WCRC, we are concerned with people who have difficulties with communication and or swallowing. They would require access to a timely and responsive speech therapy service so that we can help them maximize their choices, participation, safety, and even well-being in the rehabilitation process. Communication and swallowing disorders often cause a lot of distress to our patients. Mm. So as a speech therapist, we want to empower the client and the family to make informed decisions related to communication, feeding and swallowing issues. And Alicia, with the adult physical rehabilitation in mind, what would the role of the speech therapist be in that setting? Our adults have brain injuries. That's why they come to the hospital. And I think... Oftentimes they are faced with the situation of I can't use my voice, Mm. I don't have language, and they're struggling with ideas of how do I communicate my needs when I have a brain injury. They might be able to know what they want to say, but they can't plan what they want to say and put it in words. So 
we want to act as a bridge for the patient who is struggling with their communication and the nursing staff, the team, the occupational therapist, physiotherapist, social worker, psychologist, dietitian, doctor, and the family so that everyone has an understanding in how to manage the client to achieve their greatest potential. I think I can add that not only we want to address the language skills or empower the, the client to learn new ways to communicate again, but we also want to help the team and the client understand their swallowing difficulties. Sometimes when you have a stroke, the muscles related to how you swallow is also affected. So you'll, you might cough when you have a sip of water. When you're eating, you might not understand what's that niggly feeling in your throat. So we assess and address those issues to help them manage their diets properly and manage their communication needs. Hmm. And Alicia, now let's do a real-life situation which you as the team are involved in every day. You are in the ward round. It's the ward round. It's the multidisciplinary team. It's the doctor. It's the nurse that's around that bed of the patient, the dietitian, the physiotherapist, the occupational uh, therapist. You're all around the patient's bed. What would you specifically be looking out for? How does the speech therapist complement the rest of the interdisciplinary team? When you say interdisciplinary, that's a very strong word you're using because Ideally, when we're managing the patient, my goals must complement the mm. physio's goals, the OT's goals, etc., as you've mentioned. So we'll look at positioning and alignment of the, of the patient when we are addressing eating and communication. The physio is in, very involved with how the trunk works in a patient. Trunk is just your core muscles. Um, and we need to make sure that that is maintained when we are doing our communication goals and when we are doing our eating goals. No one can lie down and eat and not cough once. So that's uh, something specific we look at there. As far as the OT is concerned, they will assist us with alternative communication strategies. Our patients who don't get voice back, we need to look at what kind of paper-based or high-tech devices are out there that they can use to express their needs. And the OT can assist us in providing the right kind of equipment for their current abilities when they go back to work, when they go back to their families and their communities. And then with a the dietitian, we need to make sure that we are addressing optimal nutrition for the patient. They can't always eat rice or bread or wheat picks. So if I take that out of the patient's diet and I know they can cope with mashed foods, then I need to speak with a dietitian and see how can we come up with the best nutritional plan for our patients. So that happens. That happens where you as the dietitian have to give, let's say, Dr. Scriba a call or you have to give the uh, occupational therapist a call and you need to say, look, this is how this patient is faring at this moment, but I require this outcome and, right. and I foresee this or how do you foresee us best getting to that solution? Does that happen Absolutely a lot? Absolutely, all the time. You can't leave a patient after assessing them without making those contacts because you need to make sure that what you've planned is going to be integrated with the nursing staff and then carried over to the family members as well. 
So no one's an island onto No one is an island, especially <laughs> not in rehabilitation. It will be to the detriment of yourself and Absolutely. of the patient as well. You, mm. you sort of need each other. What general communication advice uh, could you give families, specifically those that are tuned in right now? What general communication advice would and could you give families with loved ones who survived head or brain injury? Alicia? Mm. Get involved with the process as soon as possible. If your loved one is in rehabilitation, make your way to the center, to the therapy sessions, sit in and just become a part of the process. Our patients need practice. They can't do it on their own. They have lost function. So be involved and show that you care. Make time. Don't think that you're going to cross the bridge or build a bridge over this disability in a day. It doesn't work that way. So we need to be patient with ourselves, acknowledge that we need to learn. Not just the patients need to learn, but I as a wife, a mother, a sister, I need to learn how to communicate with my loved one right now. And don't worry. Conversations about sharing and understanding can still happen. We just have to change how we do mm. it. Speak in shorter sentences. Pause between statements that you make. Look at the facial responses your loved one is making. Are they really understanding what you're saying? If they look confused, simplify it even more. Go as basic as possible and be patient. I think that's the, the nitty-gritty of communicating with our loved ones. Just be patient and understanding. And I'm speaking to Alicia Bock. She's speech therapist at the Western Cape Rehabilitation Center. I'm sure there are so many success stories, so many stories that you have of patients that have just undergone this process and have done so well. I have told some of the other speakers before you in the weeks that – I have probably dozens of names that I can mention that have been here at the Rehabilitation Center, but are there maybe one or two that really stand out for you? Absolutely. We had a young boy not too long ago who had a brain tumor, and it's things that are repeated in his brain. He doesn't have control over it, but despite the fact that he can't walk anymore, this, despite the fact that his speech was affected, that he's slurring, that his mom has to feed him or hold the glass with a straw to his mouth, he was still so positive. He's an aspiring little writer, and he actually got all of us to agree to buy his storybook once he publishes it. So I think our patients teach us something every single day. We get so stuck in the negatives of life, when our patients are dealing with so much more than we can ever dream to imagine, but they still bring a positive demeanor without our help to mm. the table. And I think those are the things that are quite rewarding in our work. Absolutely. Mm. Please do keep us in the loop of this young man when he mm. publishes that book. We'd love, yes. we'd love to do that story <laughs> as well. And Alicia, the fantastic work you are doing as part of the multidisciplinary mm. team, the interdisciplinary team as speech therapist. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Thank you, Denise. Bye. Bye-bye.